Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. Welcome. This year, we are, I'm going to focus on the first two psukim of this week's Parsha, Parshas Akev. And we read, and it will be, Akev Tishma'un, because, or as in consequence of this that you will listen to, as a consequence of when you will listen to and, and follow these laws, and you will guard them and do them. So what will be the consequence? Hashem your God will keep for you the covenant and the kindness that he swore to your forefathers. And we'll read one more Pasuk which tells us more specifically how HaKadosh Baruch Hu will treat us if we keep the mitzvahs. Hashem will love you and he will bless you. And he will increase you. He will bless the fruit of your, literally of your stomach, meaning your children. And the fruit of your land. Your grain and your wine, and your oil, the offspring of your cattle, and your flocks of sheep, he will increase all of this and bless all of this. On the land that he swore to your forefathers to give to you. And Rashi, let's see Rashi. Rashi focuses on this word akev, whose simple translation would be something like in consequence of or because of. It will be because you will listen to the mitzvahs, you will get X, Y, and Z. But Rashi says, Ima mitzvahs kalos. If the light mitzvahs, that a person tends to tread on with his heels, tishmaun, if you will listen even to those mitzvahs, that people tend to disregard. They tend to metaphorically tread on with their heels, if you will keep even those mitzvahs. So then, So then Hashem will keep for you the bris. Rashi says, Hashem will keep for you His promise. And the promise is that He will love you and bless you and increase you, and so on. There are two major questions that many of the different commentators raise about these two Rashis. The first question is, is that the first Rashi seems to be going off to a derech drush, to a homiletical style of interpretation. Uh, it would seem that we could have understood the Pasuk much more simply. We could have translated as, it will be 
because of, in consequence of, that you will listen to these mishpatim, you will be blessed in this and this and that way. Rashi instead takes the word akiv and he translates it as heel. Yes, that is the name of one's heel in Lashon Kodesh. But that doesn't seem to be what it means here in context, but that's how Rashi takes it to be. And he says, if you will keep those light mitzvahs that a person tends to tread on with his heel, so then you will be blessed in many different fashions. So that's question one, number one. Why did Rashi go away from the simple meaning of this word akiv, and instead he explained it in a way of drush? And the second question is regarding the second Rashi. The Pasuk says, Hashem will guard for you. He will keep for you his bris. And Rashi seems to just repeat the Pasuk in different words. He says, He will keep for you his promise. The, the first part of Rashi, the Mephoshim, many Mephoshim do explain, Rashi wanted to tell you that this shamar doesn't mean he did keep for you. It means he will keep for you. So Rashi changes from this shamar to yishmor. Of course, anyone who knows a little bit of biblical Hebrew knows that this shamar certainly can, and more often than not does mean in the Torah's Hebrew, he will keep. But one could have made that mistake. So Rashi changes this shamar into the more easily recognizable form of Yishmor. But what is Rashi adding on with Haftoch Asoy? The Pesach says, Hashem will keep his bris. Rashi changes the word bris to Haftoch. It's not clear exactly what is Rashi aiming for here. There are a number of different approaches to these questions. I'm going to focus in this shear on the approach of the Maskil the David. Maskil the David, Rabbi David Pardo, he lived from 1719 to 1792. He lived, he was born in Italy. He, uh, for, for a while, he was a rav in Sarajevo, in uh, what we used to call Yugoslavia. It's now a number of different countries. And eventually, his uh, last few years of his life, he lived in Eretz Israel. But he wrote a wonderful super commentary on Rashi called Maskel the Dubbin. And the Maskele David says that in order to understand the Rashi's here, we have to go back to Parshas Ve'eschanan, to the last Pasuk, which really means the previous Pasuk. Parshas Ve'eschanan ends with this Pasuk here, and Parshas Ekev, the next Pasuk, are the, the next two Pesukim are the ones that we read. So let's go back and take a look at the last Pasuk in Parshas Ve'eschanan. It says, V'shemarta esa mitzvah ve'esa chukim ve'esa mishpatim. You will keep the commandment and the laws and the regulations that I am commanding you today to do them. Now Rashi puts the words together. One might have read the Pasuk, I am commanding you today for forever. But Rashi says, you are to do them Today, what does that mean you are to do them today? Mitzvahs are binding not only today, they're binding tomorrow and the next day too. So Rashi says, Hayyim la'asaysam, today to do them, ulamachar la'olam haboa, but tomorrow, 
the next day, meaning in Olam Habo, in the next world, Litol Scharam. In the next world, that's where you're going to take, that's where you're going to receive reward for your mitzvahs. So it's Hayyim Lasaysam. Today, meaning all the centuries and, and all of the millennia of this world, that's the time to do mitzvahs. Once you leave this world, each person in his or her time, once you leave the world, then it's the time to receive the reward. While you're in this world, it's not the time to receive the reward. This world is for doing, the next world is for enjoying the fruits of one's labors. Now the Maskil the David points out that we now seem to have a contradiction between the end of Parshas Ve'eschanan and the beginning of Parshas Ekev. Because according to Rashi, the end of Parshas Ve'eschanan is telling us that mitzvahs are to be done in this world and the reward for the mitzvahs is something that you will only get in the next world. As it says in the Gemara, a very famous line in the Gemara, Schar mitzvah v'hay al-maleka, that the reward for mitzvahs in this world, there is not. Meaning there's nothing in this world great enough to reward us for something as precious as a mitzvah. Any ice cream sundaes, any, any kind of physical pleasure that a Kodesh Baruch Hu could give us in this world really doesn't, is not enough, it's not good enough to be a reward for the performance of a mitzvah. And therefore, the reward for the performance of mitzvahs is only in the next world. In this world, you're not, you're not compensated. You're not paid, quote unquote, for your mitzvahs because the currency here is not, it's not really worth anything uh, when it is considered as payment for mitzvahs. So that's the last basak in Ve'eschana. What are the first two psukim in Ekev telling us? First two psukim are telling us that if you'll do the mitzvahs, Hashem will bless, will, will, will love you and bless you and give you a lot of children and give you a lot of crops and give you a lot of, give you a lot of uh, uh, cattle and sheep. It seems to be saying that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will reward us for our mitzvahs in this world with physical, physical benefits. So there seems to be a kasha, there seems to be a contradiction from one Pasuk to the next Pasuk. The Maskele the David says that that is exactly what Rashi is trying to answer with his two comments in Parshas Aiken. Rashi is saying that the big mitzvahs, the, the main mitzvahs, the most important mitzvahs, or perhaps we can say the gufa mitzvahs, the, 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 the essence of each one of the 613 mitzvahs, for that, you are only rewarded in Olam Habor. There's nothing in this world that could repay you. However, for the mitzvahs kalesh, adam dosh be'akevav, for these light mitzvahs that a person tends to crush, tends to tread on with his heels, for those, there's a different, a different cheshpain, a different calculation. First of all, what are those mitzvahs kalis? So there are two approaches that I could find in the Mepharshim. Some Mepharshim say that there are certain mitzvahs that are by nature somewhat kal. They say, as an example, simcha saregel, the rejoicing on a regal, rejoicing on one of the three 
three yamim toivim. Pesach Shavuos Sukkos. So that they refer to as a mitzvah kala, perhaps because it's fairly easy. Who doesn't want to have a good time? And another example Mefarshim give is Dibor L'Shain HaKodesh, is speaking in Lashon Kodesh. There's a mitzvah to speak in Lashon Kodesh, at least, at least partially, at least while praying, at least to have some ability. Maybe the more the better, but it is a mitzvah to speak in Lashon HaKodesh. There doesn't seem to be uh, any uh, punishment for one who doesn't speak Lashon Kodesh. It's not, uh, I mean, it's not like keeping Shabbos or uh, Kashrus. I mean, it's not on that level. But there is such a thing as a mitzvah to speak in Lashon HaKodesh. So those are referred to as mitzvahs kalais. The Maharal explains that mitzvahs kalais refers to the many, many details, many, many small details that every mitzvah has. So the, the main mitzvah is would be referred to as a mitzvah chamura, a difficult or heavy mitzvah. But then every mitzvah has many, many little details. And sometimes people tend to gloss over those details. They tend to tread on them with their heels. Those are referred to as mitzvah skalas. Now, the Maskele the David tells us that for the big mitzvahs or for the main mitzvahs, you are only rewarded in Olam Habo. But for these things that are called mitzvah skalas, there's a different, they're in a different category. And you do get rewarded for them in this world, but for a special reason. The reason is, that's only because HaKadosh Baruch Hu promised to do so to the Ovais. HaKadosh Baruch Hu promised to Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov that if their progeny, if their descendants will keep the Torah and keep it completely, keep even the small mitzvahs, he will bless them in this world. And so the Laskal David is saying, this is the question that Rashi was addressing. He wanted to understand how could it be that this Pasuk in Akiv is telling us that you can be rewarded for mitzvahs in this world. Didn't it say in the previous Pasuk in the end of the Eschanan that there is no such punishment, there is no such reward in this world? So he answers, we're talking here about a special category of mitzvahs. We're talking here only about mitzvahs kalis. And you're getting, you will be rewarded for these mitzvahs in this world only by means of a special mechanism. The Maskel the David, when he's talking about the big mitzvahs, he says, He says, God forbid we shouldn't say that, that Hashem would do injustice. Of course, if you do, a real mitzvah, of course you're going to be rewarded in Olam Abba. Of course, it's not, it's not conceivable that, 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 that Hashem, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in His goodness would not have a fantastic reward for doing a mitzvah. But when it comes to these little mitzvahs, when it comes to going the extra mile of doing even these small mitzvahs, so there there was a special promise to the Avais, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu will reward us even in this world. And that's what Rashi says here, Yishmor Lecha Haftacha Sai. Rashi is emphasizing that the reward for these mitzvahs kalas in this world is only because of a special promise from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The fact that we're rewarded for the big mitzvahs, for the main mitzvahs, that 
there didn't have to be any special promise. That's obvious that a Kodesh Baruch Hu, based on what a Kodesh Baruch Hu is, of course he's going to reward us. But the idea that you're going to be rewarded in this world for these little mitzvahs, that's a special promise from a Kodesh Baruch Hu. This question that about where you are, where and how you are rewarded for your mitzvahs is really a question that was uh, raised uh, by others. It was raised long before the Maskele David. It is raised by the Rambam. The Rambam in Hilchas Tshuva, Perek Ches, uh, spends a lot of time declaring and proving that the reward for mitzvahs is only in the next world. And that the punishment for failing to do mitzvahs and for sinning is really only in the next world. He goes at great length to show this. And then at the beginning of Hilchas Tshuva Perek Tes, he raises the question. Let's read a few words. Let's read the Rambam's question. Since it is known, it's known because he just spent a long time telling you, since it is known that the reward for mitzvahs, and the good, the goodness that we will merit, if we will keep the way of Hashem that is written in the Torah, since it is known that this reward, we know that this reward is the life of Olam Habo. Shinemar, as it says in the Pasik, the Manit Avdacha Varachta Yamin. The Pasik says, do the mitzvahs in order that it will be good for you and you will have long days. And Chazal say, uh, however long you might live in this world, it's really not very long. When the Pasik says, do the mitzvahs and you will have long days, it means you will live eternally in Olam Habo. Now, since we know that the reward for mitzvahs is only in Olam Habo. The Rambam continues, And the revenge that they take from the Rishoyim, from the evildoers, who abandoned the righteous ways which are written in the Torah. He, Hakoras, what is the punishment for the Rishoyim? The real punishment, the Rambam says, is what he calls, what is called chorus, which the Rambam explained means that after the person dies, when his neshama has a possibility of going to Ilam Abba, but instead his neshama is just going to be cut off and destroyed. Shinemar, as it says in Apasik, Ikaris Tikares and Efeshahi, this soul shall surely, surely be cut off, Avana Boa. So, since we know that the reward for mitzvahs is in the next world, the punishment for not doing mitzvahs and for doing averos is in the next world. So now the Rambam asks, What is this that is written in the whole Torah, in many places in the Torah? If you listen to the mitzvahs, it will come to you such and such good things. And if you don't listen, it will happen to you the following bad things. We have a question. That seems to be saying, but let's just read one more sentence. 
and all of those things that the Torah talks about that you'll get if you're good or that you'll get if you're not good, they're all things in this world. Kugain, soiv like being full or being hungry, or having war or peace, having rulership or being very lowly and subjugated to other nations, yeshiva sa'aretz, and dwelling in the land of Eretz Yisrael, the Golos, or going into exile, vatzlachis mase, the hefseidai, being successful in one's actions or, or not, etc., etc. So we have a question. On the one hand, we know that the tr- real reward for mitzvahs and the real punishment is only in Olam Haba. And yet we have psukim all over the Torah that say if you're good, you're going to get food and peace and success. And if you're bad, you're going to get all the opposite in this world. So the Rambam says, we're skipping a little bit. He says, Kahu kol This is the balance. This is how we can balance out all these things. HaKadosh Baruch Hu nasan lano Torah zo'etz chayim hi. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Torah, which is an eitz chayim, it is a tree of life, meaning it is a means by which we can merit life. Chol ha'oysa kol ha'kasuv ba, whoever does everything that's written in the Torah, v'yaydoi deya gemura nechayna, and he knows the Torah, he studies the Torah and knows the Torah with a full and proper knowledge. So zoycha ba l'chayi ha'olam ha'ba, he will merit through that the life of Olam Habo. Now, the Hifti Chano Torah, in addition to that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu promises us in the Torah, Shim Naseh Nefesh, if we will do the Torah, if we will do the mitzvahs, with Simcha, and with a good feeling in our souls, and we will contemplate and study the wisdom of the Torah constantly. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu will remove from us all those things which tend to prevent us from keeping the Torah. There are certain things in this world which make it much harder to keep the Torah. Kagoin, for example, Chayli, illness, Umilchama, and war, Verav, and hunger, Chayyotzeh, Behen, and similar things. So the real reward is in the next world. However, not however, in addition, if you walk on the right path, if you do the right thing, Kodesh Baruch Hu will remove the obstacles that could be in your way and that could prevent you from doing the right thing. And, and also Kodesh Baruch Hu will give to us, he will give us a bounty of all the good things that are machzikos es yadeno, that strengthen our hands, la'asais ha-Torah, to do the Torah. In, conversely, there are certain things that if you have them, it becomes much easier to keep the Torah. Kogain, for example, soiva, you having enough food, shalom and peace, v'ribuy kesef v'zahov, and having a lot of silver and gold. Uh, as someone once said, money's not everything, but it's a good thing to have around the house. And it makes it easier to do mitzvahs if you have some money. And this is in order that we should not have to be busy our, all our days with those things that the body needs. Ella, rather, 
if we will begin by doing the right thing, and if HaKadosh Baruch Hu will then bless us with our physical needs, so we will be penuyim, we will be free, we will have the, the time, to study the wisdom of the Torah, and to perform the mitzvahs. In order that we can merit to the life of Olam Habo. So the Rambam is saying a, a different answer. It's not that a Kodesh Baruch Hu, uh, will pay us for a particular kind of mitzvah in this world because he made a particular promise to the Abbas. That's what the Maskil the David says. The Rambam is saying, no, there's two types of rewards. There's the real reward, which we get in Olam Habo, but then there is a a type of reward that a Kaddish Baruch Hu will give us where he enables us, he gives us the things that we need to enable us to continue along the right path of doing mitzvahs and studying the Torah. The Rambam concludes with a Pasek that, with another Pasek that uh, was in last week's Parsha. And so it says, in the Torah, in a Pasek after other psukim in which HaKadosh Baruch Hu promises us the good things of this world, it says, Tztaka ti yalano. Tztaka here means zechus, and merit will be for us when we will keep the Torah. I'd like to take a look at this Pasek in its context in Chumash and see how the Rambam is using it to prove its, his point, because I think when, when we'll go through this, when we'll think this through, that we will see an interesting uh, explanation of the Pasek that the Rambam is, is forcing us to make. Pasek in, in, in Parshish Veshanan says, Hashem commanded us to do all of these laws, the Yira Es Hashem Elokeinu, to fear Hashem our God, so that it should be good for us all the days. This is like what the Rambam said, that this Pasek promised us good things in this world, to keep us alive like this day. And there will be a merit for us. When we will be careful to do all of this mitzvah, in front of Hashem our God, now the Rambam says that this Pasek, he, he quotes this Pasek as a proof to his whole answer, his whole uh, theory. What is the Rambam's theory? What is the Rambam's approach to this problem of where do we get reward? Is it in the next world or is it in this world? The Rambam's approach is that the real reward is in the next world, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives you things in this world to enable you to continue to do more mitzvahs if you deserve those things. Now he wants to prove it from this Pasek. The Pasek says, first the Pasek says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give us the Tevlan Okolayamim, he will give us things, he will give us good things all the days. And then it says, and we will have a merit when we will do the mitzvah. So it's not so clear, where is the proof to the Rambam's shita? Where is the proof to his opinion, to his answer? Maybe uh, 
maybe Yudstakatiyalanu also means Olam Hazeh. And who says that the purpose of the Tayyivlanu Kolayamim, how does he know that that's not the real, the real reward? That's only a, an enabling means to enable us to do mitzvahs. So I think that we have to take a look at the comment of Rabbi Ovadia Svona, one of the great commentators on the Torah, who lived several hundred years after the Rambam. But I think if we see how he explained the Pasuk, we can go back and understand the Rambam. Svarno says, the Chayosenu Kayemazeh, the Pasuk that says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will, uh, he will keep us alive like this day, that's Chayeshor. This refers to temporary life. In other words, life on this earth, it's only temporary. But the second Pasuk, that doing the mitzvahs will be for us a merit, in front of Hashem our God, that is referring to the eternal world, so Svarno is breaking up the Tupsukim, not breaking up, but he is distinguishing between what it says in this first Pasuk and what it says in the next Pasuk. The first Pasuk, Pasuk of Dalet, is talking about life in this world. It's saying, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if we'll do the mitzvahs, he will give us life in this world. And the second Pasuk is talking about the next world. It will be for us a merit in the next world, in the eternal world. So you see here that there's two different kinds of reward. Now, it is true that I don't think we see in the Pasuk the function of each kind of reward. We don't see exactly what the Rambam says, that the reward in the next world, that's the real reward. And what we get in this world is an enabling mechanism. It's true, we don't exactly see that, but perhaps the Rambam is not really meaning to prove that. All he wants to prove is that you see in these psukim that after the Pasuk promises us the good things in this world, like then the Pasuk says, and you will have a merit. And he understood that means in the next world. The mechanism, the relationship between the two types of rewards, it's true. We cannot really prove that from these, from this, from these two psukim. And the Ramah doesn't mean to prove it. He's saying, I have proved to you conclusively on basis of psukim, on basis of svara, on basis of logic, that this is the relationship between these two forms of reward. And now I'm going to show you a Pusik, which all in one Pusik says that there are two forms of reward. There's reward in this world, there's reward in the next world, and they're not all the same thing. It's two separate psukim. So they must have, there must be a certain uh, structure a certain relationship between one, the one reward and the other reward, and that has to be understood as I, the Rambam, explained it. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash minagain be more.